You're listening to the Washington Weekly Review. I'm the Southeast Iowa Union's Kalen McCain. It's the week of February 18, 2023. Our local stories this week feature railroad quiet zones, the Brighton fire dispute, and city election results. But first, the big picture. State Representative Heather Hora and Senator Don Driscoll attended a forum in Kelowna late last week. The legislators spoke with constituents about a range of topics, but one kept coming back up. Education. Asked about trade-offs between curriculum control and home rule, Driscoll said she approved of restrictions on sex ed currently proposed in the Capitol. I I have a freshman in high school, and I mean, I can't even imagine back when she was in second grade, you know, anybody but myself talking about anything sexually oriented. I, I, I would not be supportive of that at all. I mean, so if that's what you're talking about, I, that's absolutely, I don't, I mean, like, personally, I don't agree with that. Hora is on the House Education Committee. She said she stood by her vote in favor of education savings accounts. I'm a big proponent of competition across all boards. I think competition makes people better, right? So if we can bring a little competition into the school arena, and even including the Department of Education, I think they are probably the biggest part of the problem. Um, But competition makes people better. Some members of the public said they were concerned about the state's handling of education. Washington Superintendent Willie Stone said the competition rhetoric had a false premise. When you say the word competition, that's like, I know your son wrestled, if I remember right. He did, Mm mm-hmm. You know, that's like tying an arm behind his back and saying, okay, you gotta, you gotta wrestle with the same group. You, you understand what I mean? It's, it's really not a true competition. I don't care. The, the ESA's there, that's, that's done and it's over with, but when people say the word competition, they're pitting private schools against public schools. That's the big picture. Stick around for the local news right after this. Todd Hahn Construction is an award-winning custom home builder with a 28-year history in the greater Iowa City area. Hahn's goal is to build you the finest quality custom home while providing you with a positive experience along the way. It's one of the many reasons they've been named the Iowa City Area Home Builder of the Year time and time again. A custom home is more than just a house. It's the culmination of a dream and years of hard work. Todd Hahn Construction makes that dream come true by always putting you, the customer, first. For more information, go to ToddHahnConstruction.com. That's T-O-D-D-H-A-H-N Construction.com. At an informational meeting Monday night, Washington residents mostly said they opposed potential plans for a railroad quiet zone given the estimated cost, anywhere between $400,000 and $3 million. If a railroad merger is approved by federal regulators, the combined Canadian Pacific and Kansas City Southern Lines expect to see 14 more trains per day on average in Washington. Resident Gerald Franzen said he lived near the tracks but had no problem with the noise. I mean, I've lived here all my life. We checked three railroads in this town. We never had problems before. Is this all about just a whistle? I mean, I have more problems with barking dogs in this town. I live 300 feet from the tracks. Others said they worried about safety. Washington County Emergency Management Coordinator Marissa Risen said horns were essential for pedestrians' awareness. One of the examples that you used for a quiet zone was the city of Fairfield. I think it is interesting that you used the city of Fairfield since there have been at least three pedestrian deaths 
on the railroad tracks. So I'm, I'm, I have a very significant concern about that, especially given the proximity of our schools. Only one speaker at the meeting said he was in favor of quiet zones. John Reese is a pastor at Faith Baptist Church, around 100 feet from the tracks on Washington's west side. There are some evenings when we've been outside or things, and it just, it's relentless uh, in terms of some of the horn usage. And so uh, I think it would be... It'd be nice to be able to not have some of that. On Sunday mornings, there's times where I'm preaching or we're doing stuff in the service, and there's this whistle that's like, all right, we've got to wait a few seconds before we can keep going. Um, and there's eight churches on the rail uh, within three to four blocks of the rail, and that could be pretty disruptive for worship services. If the city does pursue quiet zone infrastructure, city administrator Deanna McCusker said it would use grants and existing reserves rather than tax for the money to do so. Uh, as far as funds, we do have funds where there is money sitting. Um, not a lot. We, as far as I'm concerned, we will not raise property taxes to do any of this. I mean, that's not our, anybody's intention. At a special meeting in Brighton, a series of 3-2 votes on fire department issues left many participants frustrated Tuesday night. In the first vote, the city inched closer to forming a fire advisory board with representation from the department and surrounding townships. After that resolution, the city plans to enact the board officially at its next meeting this Tuesday. While every township trustee in the room expressed support, city council member Mary Smith voted against the action. She said there was no need for input from the surrounding communities. Well, an advisory board, I feel, because of the communication with the fire department and the city council, it ought to be just the firemen and the city council. We contract law enforcement protection. We can we pay so much a year, just like you're paying so much for fire protection. And we can't tell them, oh, you can't hire another deputy, you can't give them a raise, you can't buy another vehicle. We pay what they say, they provide us the protection. Fire department volunteers had requested an extra $2,000 per year under a new memorandum of understanding with the city. In another narrow vote, the city amended that memorandum to offer up to $2,000 as needed per year. While council members cited budget concerns, critics like Brighton Township trustee Gordon Shalangoski said the hang-up jeopardized a delicate situation. It's $2,000 to make these volunteers happy. They're volunteers. They spend thousands of hours for free every year. Thousands of hours for free, and you guys are going to fight over that. I don't get it. In yet another close decision, council members voted to keep the current Intergovernmental Fire Protection Agreement intact, amid disagreements over how to implement improvements recommended by attorneys. While that vote suggests no changes are coming, townships had recommended an upgraded shared document, but city officials like Mayor Melvin Rich said a separate agreement with each party would be more appropriate. Somebody decides to want to leave, then the others come then we have to come all back together again and redo it. It would be a lot easier for the city to deal with one township at a time. All three items are back on the city council's agenda for its next meeting on February 21. After a special election Tuesday night, candidate Ivan Rangel appears to be the next city council member for Washington's 2nd Ward, winning the plurality of ballots according to unofficial results. Rangel said he was glad to be on the same page as constituents. I've had, I had people actually call me and, and, and ask me, you know, um, what my thoughts were, you know, and on a few a few matters here in the city and then I just told them what I thought and uh 
and I guess they seemed convinced, and I, I guess yeah, I had some votes from them. I want to get up to speed on everything on what's going on with the city and um, and try to do my best job. Candidate Janine Wolf was the runner-up. She said she accepted the result. The one who was supposed to win won, so um, I'll give him all my support. Richard Conrad, Rangel's other opponent, had a similar sentiment. You know, I wish I had enough to win, but such as life is, you know, that's just the way it goes. And I wish for him the best, I really do. That's the local news. We'll be back with the best news I've heard all week after the break. This week's show is brought to you by Cafe Dodici. Stop by and enjoy a stylish dining room decorated with art from around the world, or have a meal on the European-style patio. Dodici's serves lunch and dinner Wednesday through Saturday, or you can come in for Sunday brunch. Dodici's offers new specials every week. The Value Meal features a three-part lunch special for just $12.12, and the Blue Plate is a three-course dinner special for just $21.12. You can double up your savings on Thursday nights with half-off bottles of wine. Treat your senses to a gourmet meal, complete with craft cocktails, fine wines, and richly decorated ambiance, all with a view of Washington's beautiful downtown. You don't need a plane ticket to savor Italian food and award-winning cuisine. And now, the best news I've heard all week. For the second consecutive year, the Washington Police Department found no violations of tobacco sale laws after sending underage buyers into 12 stores with law enforcement supervision. In a written statement, Washington Police Chief Jim Lester said, quote, Kudos to these retailers and especially their employees for taking their role in preventing the sale of tobacco and vape products to persons under the legal age seriously. Thanks for tuning in. WWR is a product of the Southeast Iowa Union. You can support the show with an ad read if you want to get your message out there. Just call 319-653-2191. Otherwise, you can support this award-winning podcast by sending a link to someone you know. It's free, it's easy, it's informative, and it helps us out a lot. This has been the Washington Weekly Review, and I have been Kaylin McCain. Have a great week.